The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It's uh, just a few days before Christmas. Is that Bing? So... I saw this the other day, this note on Bing Crosby. I did not know this, but apparently he was, at one point in time, a 20% owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what I thought. And um, he, uh, and apparently part of of his deal was, is that when when he was going to games, they started losing. And... um, so he stopped going to the games. And as a result, he didn't go to game seven of the 1960 World Series, which the Pirates came back and won. That's the Dick Mazurowski game, or Bill Mazurowski game off of Ralph Terry, the, the home run. But he arranged to have um, a, a special, co- a special um, film of the game done. Um, and it's the only... It's the only copy of a full inning, seven, nine inning games of that of that particular game would not have been done if Bing Crosby hadn't felt like he was a bad luck charm for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it was called like a myopic or something along those lines. Just that it was the type of film or whatever that was available at the time. It wasn't videotape, and it wasn't true film. Uh, but anyway, the bottom line is, is a result of that there is there is a full nine innings of the. 1960 Game 7 of the World Series, thanks to Bing Crosby. That's cool. So that'll give you a little, you know, conversation starter as you're, you know, going uh, about your parties and family gatherings this weekend. Uh, Not a good result for the Lady Raiders uh, in Maui last night, or really uh, the last couple of nights. Uh, They fell to Oregon State last night, 77-65, to so a 12-point loss for them. And and again, uh, and this is this has been a this has been a problem, even in even in some of the games that they've won handily, of not being able to get off to a good start. Um, and again, last night that was that was the case. Um, you know, they they get out and they trail early, and you know, against even against teams that you should handily beat, it's hard to spot teams. 10, 12, and in this case, it was a 13-point lead at the end of the first quarter. And um, and even though they, they closed the gap a little bit and, and got it down to, I guess, at one point in time, it was, what, like six points or something like that, 21 to 16, five points. They had to go on an 8-0 run to start the second quarter to get within five. But then they answered with a 10-0 run of their own, which we know, you know, in basketball, you're going to have – it's a game of runs. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't weren't able to protect the paint last night. Um, they gave up 28 points in the paint and only scored 18 on their own and then didn't shoot well at all from beyond the arc. Uh, Texas Tech was 3 of 15 from beyond the arc last night. And, uh, you know, you can't you can't, can't get out shot from beyond the arc and expect to win ballgames. Uh, Oregon State was 11 of 25 last night. They did. This was, this was this is a crazy number. Um, Tech only had eight turnovers last night, which is... I don't 
I don't think it's a season low, but it's pretty close to a season low, and then scored 33 points off of Oregon State's 24 turnovers. Yeah, the difference in the game was the three-point shooting. No doubt. I mean, one team makes 11 out of 25, and one makes three out of 15. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a that's a huge huge Huge, difference. Huge difference. You know, eight more threes than you made. Shot it at a high percentage, and you shot it at an extremely low percentage. Yeah, and they make four more field goals, and four times three is twelve, and seventy-seven minus sixty-five is twelve. So yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't have, you can't have that. So their their next action will come up a week from tomorrow at Houston for the start of Big Twelve play. Mm-hmm. So a uh, little bit of a little bit of a stretch for them. They'll they'll travel back from Hawaii today and get in tomorrow, and then scatter off to their various uh, locations for Christmas and uh, then reconvene and see if they can kind of put it back together and see where it takes them from a, you know, standpoint of, okay, now you got to get ready for big 12 play and um, see what you can cobble together there and, and see what, because now the, now the second season, the real season, however you want to go that. And I think really the thought was, man, go to Hawaii and try to split. I mean, obviously trying to win two, I, but you know, I think the thought was, could you could you beat Tulsa and then take a run at, at Oregon State and unable to beat Tulsa and unable to beat Oregon State. So yeah, and the and the scary thing is that Tulsa lost to TCU by thirty two. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that's um, that wasn't the trip that we were hoping for for no. the Lady Raiders. So. No. Just last night, I, I I mean I just we talked about the poor shooting, but mm-hmm. just didn't get a lot of contributions. Um, as far as offensively, you had Moppin and Shavers, and really nobody else even close to double figures. You got to get more production from some other guys. I got Freelon had seven, and Ariki, I guess, had eight. So, and those two were, you know, they were factors, but you just got to have a little bit more. But you, you kind of look at just some, just some scores from Big 12 play last night, and, and these are, these are all ranked teams. Baylor with a 25 point win over Providence, and, and you spoke of, of TCU, and they had a, a forty-point win over Omaha, and TCU is undefeated, correct? Yeah, and they're yeah, they're gosh. ranked twenty-fifth in the country. Mm-hmm. They turned over their complete roster, and Texas is ranked fifth, and they had a fifty-three-point win over UT Rio Grande Valley. Nice. So, <laughs> um, it is going to be uh, extremely difficult um, in the uh, in the Big Twelve uh, this year. So you got to figure out how you're going to, like I said, win eight or nine eight or eight or nine ball games. Um, uh, tonight or this in the Big Twelve, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, see what transpires. Texas Tech and UT Arlington. What was your take of um, of the Vanderbilt game last weekend? Um, I, I was man. I, I thought you know pretty pretty crisp play. I mean, dominating win. Um, put your foot on the gas and never really let them in the game in the second half. Yeah, I didn't think Vanderbilt was going to be uh, much of a challenge, and that proved to be. Uh, the case I loved mm-hmm. how we got off to a good start and um, love that pop got going shooting wise which I feel like is you know kind of important for this team to take that next level so to speak because um, you know I think we've seen some really good things but I think we know that they can be better once pop starts really getting going from mm-hmm. the outside and he hasn't been has he's been contributing and doing good things for you just hasn't had that three-point stroke going and boy he got it going early on and and that just kind of kick-started the Red Raiders so um, you know, it feels like the forgotten game because it was being played at the same time as the bowl game, or, sure. you know, right around that time. And um, but I, th- I think it was an, it was a nice win for the Red Raiders, and 
against a decent team. I just you know just looking at their schedule and who they had beaten and who they had lost to, and not a great team. So um, you know, good good win, but um, still anxious for conference play to get here. Sure, right, and kind of see when the and you're you're hoping that you don't you know kind of play down not to speak disparagingly of UT Arlington, but I mean let, let's face it, I mean this is. You kind of battle in Santa Claus a little bit today, you know, just not trying to, you know, check your bag for the for your flight today at, uh, you know, before before one o'clock or before three, you know. So mm-hmm. you just want to make sure that you kind of get in there and take care of your business and yeah. But play UT Christmas Arlington's going. battling the same guy, right? He comes to their house too. He does. Mavericks. Yeah. Mavericks get presents. I think as well. I said uh, Mustangs earlier, but Mavericks. Yeah. 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 Mavericks Mustangs. I mean, what's What's the difference? Yeah, they're close. They're both close. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're they're kind of facing the same thing, you know. But I mean, they have to they have to travel a little bit more than than what the Red Raiders do. I mean, they they leave from here and go back to Arlington and then scatter. True. True. Okay. So the Red Raiders get to scatter after mm-hmm. after this, and you just got to make sure that you got everything focused, you know, and kind of just say, okay, here we go. And, Get through the next uh, several hours here, then you can go have a couple of days off, mm-hmm. and then and then reconvene after Christmas and get ready for a couple of games. They have a New Year's Day game. Um, I mean, I heard you the other day looking for something to do on New Year's Day, a tennis match or something like that. But there's a there's a basketball game too. It's not much of one. I'm looking for something to do. Well, I heard you talking about you know if somebody asked you about you know if you're going to watch the bowl games, you're like, well, if there's a tennis match that comes up, then that you would you would take the tennis match over over a national semifinal game or something like that but yeah. that yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not. but i was just offering up the basketball game too if you if you if you wanted against cupcake you yeah. <laughs> seen that story before the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 is presented by cantex roofing and construction Thank you for being with us today. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double-t-973.com for that of the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too at uh, 806-771-0973. Uh, do you have anything to put together this year? No, I no? do not. Okay, does, that, do does not. that disappoint you? I mean, you seem like you're a guy that kind of likes to have, you know, follow instructions and, you know, complicated things to put together and stuff like that would you does jamie have a workshop that like if there's somebody out there that is just you know frustrated and can't put together the barbie playhouse or the the (laughs) bicycle or something like that that you would you would swing by i'll be happy to help (laughs) lend your talents okay i don't know about talents i don't know if that's the right word but uh, sure okay i can I can read directions with you. You can read directions with no. It's okay. All right. That's uh that is it's no no shock to you. That's not a skill set that I that I have. It's reading, following instructions. Well, you're doing it wrong. Because Santa puts my presence together. Ah, gotcha. I don't know what gotcha. your problem is. Gotcha. Right. I don't know what you did to upset Santa where you've got to put your own presence sure, together. Sure. But he puts mine together well, for me. There have been years when, you know, Santa's left me a note going, Hey, you uh, you were just good enough to just get this. <laughs> okay, you got to figure it out for yourself, right? <laughs> got to figure it out for yourself. We'll have uh, lots of hoops on the air for you today. Uh, Liberty girls and boys they take on Idaloo. Uh, that'll be at three fifteen. 
Boys to Follow about 4.30. That'll be on uh, 93.1 Texas FM. We'll have uh, Saints and Rams tonight on 100.7, the score. Um, and then uh, also at uh, 6.30 tonight, the Boca Raton Bowl, and that will feature uh, Syracuse and South Florida uh, tonight. And that'll be here on Double T 97.3. Uh, we'll have uh, Red Raider basketball on the air for you today at high noon. Both the stations will have it in 100.7, the score, and Double T 97.3. So that'll be at, uh, at noon. Um, one o'clock uh, play-by-play today from United Supermarkets Arena. You know, I was thinking about this the other day um, with regard to, to the NCAA and, you know, they – there was an announcement yesterday that Michigan has received notice of allegations from the NCAA regarding violations by the football staff during COVID for recruiting dead period. Um, now the head football coach, Jim Harbaugh, faces a level one and the, the school four level two violations. And I was, try, I was trying to think, when, when did the NCAA lose its teeth? I mean, it's like, uh, it's like the, the person that has to use, I mean, they don't even have dentures. And it used to be that, like, if the NCAA gumshoes were stumbling around your campus, it was like the fear of God put into sure. fans and administrators and coaches mm-hmm. and everything like that. And and anymore, the the NCAA has basically not even a bark, let alone a bite. It's sad. Um, it does feel like I don't know. I I feel like about. I don't know, right around COVID, the NCAA just gave up. I mean, they just gave up. (laughs) I I mean, it feels like, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was about, um, you know, the fear of litigation Mm -hmm. um, that, hey, we just have to let the athletes do whatever they want to do. And so we don't want to um, put in place any rules that are going to hold them back from anything. Um, whether that be what the money they're making, mm-hmm. the schools that they're playing for, and the rules in place about when you can play for certain schools, and you know we can't make them sit out a year if they transfer, all that, um, you know, and then and then you just go through what we, we we saw with the Kansas thing, where you initially have five level one violations, and everybody in the world knows, hey, nothing's going to happen to Kansas, and and guess what? Nothing happened. Nothing happened to Kansas, yeah. and and so nobody has any fear of them because it's it's just a joke. Yeah, no, I it it it, it is, and maybe and maybe the last one to I mean, really get the bite of the NCAA was was Oklahoma State. Do we fear that feel that uh, Oklahoma? Or excuse me, not Oklahoma, but uh, Michigan is going to get hit harshly. <laughs> No, I don't. No, no, no. I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't either. And um, like I said, I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it's just kind of interesting to me because it, it used to, it used to be this way that the NCAA. I mean, they had they had supreme power, um, mm-hmm. and and that has been just chiseled away and whittled away to where now they have basically. No authority to the point where people are going. Um, well, uh, we we need a we need a football commissioner, and I don't know if that solves anything or not. You know, having a quote football commissioner, where you are you really going to secede power to one person uh, to to serve over these power five schools and and um, 
even the 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 group of five or or however that works. You know, I see where you know Chip Kelly, the UCLA coach, who basically he needs to focus more on his football team and recruiting than trying to solve the woes of the NCAA football problem, but suggesting that, hey, we just have one conference. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a novel idea. I mean, he's probably not wrong in some aspects of it. I, I, I do think we should get to a point where you just have, you have football over here and then all the other sports in their respective conferences. I think that would make an awful lot of sense. Um, just how do you go back? We needed to figure that out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But you're, I, I, I completely agree, and that's what um, Chip Kelly said basically last weekend, right, um, yeah. with UCLA. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree that's what we need to do, just have football be a completely separate deal and then play regional um, every other sport, including basketball. Yeah, um, I would be a huge fan of that, but I don't know how you put it all back together again. I don't either because it, because the, the the TV money is just it's it's if ESPN, it's all ruling. If ESPN you know tomorrow decides that's the thing to do, mm-hmm. then they'll do it. But until then, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, change the channel. Stay tuned. It's just uh, it's just not not going to happen. So anyway, I thought those those were a couple of interesting things that kind of just stood out to me with you know just just thinking about things over the last few days going. Um, when did the NCAA, because it used, like I said, it used to be when the gumshoes were on campus, it was like the fear of God was put into everybody because it was so, it was so secretive. It was, it was essentially the CIA is what it was because you just, you never knew who they were or what they were going to do or what they were going to find. And, and then when they came out with their ruling, it was like with an iron fist and there wasn't any ifs or ands or buts about it, but that uh, doesn't uh, doesn't really happen anymore. Somebody says this. I thought Kelly made a lot of sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing will happen to Michigan, but Rutgers will be ineligible for the uh, NCAA tournament. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean it. It's such a joke. It is. It is such a joke. All right. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. <clears throat> Great to have you with us. You can uh, participate on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's uh, presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too. So... I brought out a couple of recruiting classes from the past, okay? Okay. And one of the things that Coach McGuire said about his first class, this is from December the 15th of 2021. I think I asked him, I think the question was, how will you know this is a success? And basically, it's a, if 60% of the class contributes to your football team. So, I, you know, so that's... It's not real high, 60%. But then when you start looking at some of these names and go, it's a lot of, a lot of names that still are not familiar, okay? Um, uh, Joseph Dataray is on this list, but now he's in the transfer portal. So kind of kind of take him out of that, out of that list. Um, ben Roberts uh, was on this list, and you know, he was a huge contributor for your football team this year. Um, Massive. But then, and Bryson Donnell is on this list. Not, not 
massive contributor, but not a contributor. But then you have a, a bunch of names that um, I'm still not familiar with. So I would say that the 60% from the first group, you didn't get there. That doesn't mean that you haven't been successful in what you've been trying to do. It just means that you, you bring these guys in and you, you, you feel like that they're, you know, going to be able to jump to this next level here of division one college football. And they don't always all make the transition. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen peoples is on that list. Um, and among, among others. So then um, I looked at a list from, did a data rate go in yesterday? Am I wrong? I may be wrong. I thought I I thought he was in the portal, but I may be I may be. No, oh, it's Josiah. Is it Josiah Pierre that's in the Josiah Pierre? Josiah Pierre. Okay, okay. so uh, my apologies. Thank you. Uh, my my apologies. So a data ray is still with you. Um, is but Baron Morton in the transfer portal? He is not. Just have to ask that question now. He, he is. He is not. He is not. He is still not. Okay, how about that? He is. <laughs> he is still. Not, he is still not. Okay. But okay. Th- thanks for thanks. Man, for, he scared me there, Chuck. I'm sorry. I don't mean I to. You had some inside info. No. It's just, it's, it's bad memory is what it is. Or, or, or getting those two, for whatever reason, Josiah Pierre and Joseph Adatore are kind of like, became like the same person for me. Because their first name starts with J. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Something, something, something along those, something along those lines. All right. So that's, so then I looked at, then I pulled out 12, 16 of 20. This is a Matt Wells class. Okay. This is basically for the 2021 season. So here's who's on this list. Jaran Bradley didn't exactly work out. He is in the transfer portal. Baron Morton is on this list. He's your starting quarterback now. Yes. Yeah, I, I just go back to the first one. I mean, you got a one great season um, out of Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. Didn't work out as well as you had hoped for, and it looked like it was going to, but... Mm-hmm. At least you got one really good season out of him. Uh, Mason Tharp's on this list as well. And Cameron Valdez is on this list as well. And in this particular case, um, this was a, a year where in de- in the December signing period, you signed 10. So you go from 10 on 12-16 of 20 to 23 on 12-20-23. In terms of the early signing period. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the uh, the 2020 signing class, this is from December 18th of 2019. Um, Taj Brooks, signed by Matt Wells. Mm-hmm. Ethan Carday, signed by Matt Wells. These are names that stand out to me. Loic Fungi. And is he, is he staying or going? It's, I guess he was in the portal. He caught a touchdown pass for you in the in the bowl game. He's the last I heard. He's still in the portal. Still in the portal. I don't know if you're in for have information that you got on the portal guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, <clears throat> but Cameron Valdez is out of the portal. Yes, I knew that. He is. Yeah, I knew that. Decided to stick with the Red Raiders. Yeah. Um, and then, and he's now since gone. But um, Krishan Merriweather was on that list. But an, another guy that was on this list from. Uh, 2019, Caleb Rogers, the offensive lineman from Mansfield, who is coming back for another year. Mm-hmm. Donovan Smith uh, was on this list from from that year, and then JJ Sparkman 
who's uh, in the way. portal who's in the portal was was on that was on that list uh another guy from uh, from 2020 maybe it's 20 oh this is going to go back to yeah 20 so now the 2019 list from february 6th of 2019 uh again this is a, a matt wells class uh tony bradford he has turned out to be good one very very good for you great one great one uh jonathan garabay who He's he's gone. He got a great year out of him. Got a great year out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Will forever be loved for a sixty-three yarder, right? <laughs> uh, Austin McNamara uh, is on that list, and then uh, great one. Tyreek Matthews is on that list as well. Um, for uh, for Texas team. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, you start. Hey, hey, you said it. Tied at 38. You were the one that said it. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good. It is good. Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Woo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> that ball. I still think one of the one of the best kicks maybe in certainly recent history because it uh, it, it got you bowl eligible and and uh, allowed you to have uh, and it I, was sixty two yards. Well, and the other thing too is I think it just it it gave everybody hope and excitement going into an off season. You think it was one of the best cooks kicks in recent memory? Well, when I say recent memory, I'm talking about the last twenty thirty years. It, I, <laughs> When you've had some that you've had some kicks that won you won you field goals won you games before. I, I, How many of them were sixty two yards? Yeah. You that think was, it was one of the best? I mean, it was one of the best. Okay, you don't you don't have to think. Okay, it was yeah. one of the best. It was one, one in of the, the history of the entire program yeah. since we've had football since mm-hmm. nineteen and twenty three or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, right. In the hundred years that this university's been around, we've been. Yeah, playing football and certainly certain that number. was one of the best. So, so you you can so you can see just by the handful of names that I've pulled out over the last few years, it's a handful of names that are going to make what I would term significant game changing, you know, um, plays or seasons for you. It it's it still is a bit of a of a crapshoot. Yeah, no, it's not no no brainer. No, you know, every guy you you get committed is is not going to contribute. Is not going to turn out to what you wanted them to be. The numbers are going to continue to go down because a lot of times guys, you know, hey, they maybe weren't what you expected them to be early on, mm-hmm. but later on in their careers, uh, whether it be because you know just the roster, the way the roster works, or because they yeah. get it figured out and they start playing better. All of a sudden, they do start becoming contributors for you, but the way it is now, those guys will leave. Yeah, yeah, and so you know you're gonna every school is gonna deal with that. Like, oh, that guy could have developed into something mm-hmm. and played for us and made it look like we hit more on our recruiting class, but those guys just leave and go somewhere else. And maybe your best defensive player was recruited by uh, Matt Wells this year, uh, Dadrian Taylor Demerson. Uh, was in this uh, initial class of Matt Wells's mm-hmm. on February the sixth of twenty nineteen. So when you look at his class, Bradford, Garibay, Alex Hogan, 
Ty Matthews, McNamara, and Timberson. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Okay, this one is wide open for you, gentlemen, and our fine listening audience. I hope this one's not going to be hard, but I think it is going to be hard. I want you to tell me the number one day in 2023 for the Texas Tech Athletic Department. What was the best day in 2023? Oh, man. The best day. So, I mean, that could go greatest win. Mm -hmm. That could go, I mean, let's say you think it's the recruiting class that you just signed yesterday. You just signed your first five-star recruit in the history of Texas Tech, right? Or your highest rated five highest rated player in Mm -hmm. the history of the program. Mm -hmm. You had two former athletes representing you extremely well winning world championships Mm -hmm. that were marquee players on their team. Mm -hmm. Okay. The spreading banning or spreading Spreading the banners far far and wide. wide. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is an unexpected answer for me. Because I am not like a a leader in the clubhouse for a fan of this sport. Oh yeah. However, it was probably the best day you had as a, an athletic department. Mm-hmm. Was a combo of ending the Mark Adams era and getting Grant McCaslin as your head coach, because you ended the catastrophe that was the year before season, and it was finished we knew it was finished it was just all but the the dotting of i's and crossing of t's at the end of the season and then we all knew who our new head coach was and got to watch him in the in the nit tournament do an extended run so we got to see what grant mccaslin was doing and we continue to see what he's doing for your program now going forward where it looks like you've got a group of guys playing together (coughs) playing with each other as opposed to being all out for themselves that changed your program for we should implode the building to, hey, we kind of got a shot right now. So which day? I kind of combine those two. <laughs> I mean, you're because kind of I'm, combining. I'm, I'm combining two, like a, but it's the one story, the changing of your head coach in basketball. <laughs> so I guess you would have to say the day Probably they the fired high- Mark Adams. I would lean toward the positive in hiring uh, Grant McCaslin because of going forward with the future as opposed to dwelling on the past. But you had to have that first to go up from. Mm-hmm. Mm. Second, I would say your softball class getting number one, uh, number two ranked in the country. <clears throat> well, those are two, really two days I didn't really kind of expect from you. Do you have one? Um, what about the day you started tearing down the South End Zone? That, well, that was technically that was in twenty two. Was it okay? See, I mean, there you go. Techni- technically, that was in twenty. That was in twenty two. I, I think you've had. I think you've had some good days 
I think you've had a lot of mediocre days. I don't know if you've had one kind of great day. Take a picture of that day, and that's your Christmas card postcard. That's your Christmas card this year. Okay, so, like, for example, Jeff brought up the softball thing. Mm-hmm. I'm taking into account, to account, and you know I'm a guy that appreciates the other sports, but I'm taking into account the importance of the major sports, right? Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you the best day. It's also one of my favorites was the day we beat Kansas in football because I know us or UCF came after that, but mm-hmm. you needed that win yep. to get bowl eligible. The importance of your football team being in a bowl game, all of that is massive in my opinion for the athletic department just to feel like your program's moving in the right, continuing to move in the right direction. Winning a road game and Big 12 and I think if you don't go to a bowl game, I mean, it's a, a, a really, really disaster of a season, just quite honest. Mm-hmm. And again, the Kansas game felt like it was the key there. To me, you know, down the stretch there, okay, we can count on TCU beating TCU at home. We can count on beating UCF at home. But in our minds, how many of us were counting on beating Kansas on the road at that point? Not Probably not many. No. I don't know. I wasn't. Okay? So to me, that was what got – that was the game that really got you to a bowl game, and I just think that's massive. So that would be my answer. Mm. Um, I, I, guess the, I guess a couple of days that just kind of pop out to me, and look, I can't break down – Texas Tech soccer, but that that last second win against Texas was one of the highlights of the athletic calendar. I would say that's the best game mm-hmm. of the year. Okay, like the, I mean, like the biggest exciting moment. I just don't think it was the most important for the athletic. Yeah, department. no, I, I I don't disagree with you on that. Um, I would I would tell you the game I probably had the most. Fun at from a football standpoint was uh, Central Florida, um, just because uh, our grandson went to the game with us. Okay, so I mean that doesn't help the athletic department at all. But I mean, just me. Per- you asked. Hey, me- hey, hey, hey! It helped a little. He bought a ticket. <laughs> yeah, you're asking asking me personally. You know, I mean, what what game? So, I, I, I but I, the other thing I might I might take the combined aspect of. Can I take the combined aspect of the Mahomes Super Bowl? Uh, the Ludwig Ebert, uh winning uh, Ryder Cup and Josh Young winning a World Series. Can I, can I pile? I all can't those? get two things in the same sport that were like a week and a half apart. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you can't get three different athletes in three different sports yeah. over a two month window. I, I, I think Jeff's answer is a really good one too. The yeah. first one, um, I you know just you're hoping you yeah. don't you're not certain yet. But you're hoping that that was a big turn from, I mean, just the embarrassment that was what was going on compared to what you feel about the program now. At least I'll speak for myself. Um, so I think that one would be high on the list. And that, that was, I think that was a really good answer, Jeff. And I'll, I'll just say this, and you're, you're, you're going to hate this answer. I think the kind of culmination of bringing the Matador Club inside the university and all one giant collective was basically the probably the biggest day for the athletic department of getting that all 
under one roof and having it all organized in a fashion where you could really take advantage of it. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The Morning Drive. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Coming to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. So we uh, head towards the end of the week, and then Saturday is Christmas Eve Eve, and Sunday Christmas Eve, and Sunday Monday is Christmas Day, and Tuesday's the day everybody takes everything back. <laughs> Not as much anymore, I don't think, because it's hard. It's hard. It's harder to. I mean, does the Amazon guy come by and pick up stuff off the porch? I don't think so. You can take it to a store. I know. I was just I'm just I was kind of being facetious. Oh, okay. Because you know. Back in the day, you would have you would go to the friendly Kmart or Sears or Walmart. I guess Walmart's still in business to a degree. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> degree <laughs> to a degree <laughs> to a degree. Yeah, to, to, to <laughs> I don't a know, man. Looks like they're thriving in there, there pretty much be, every city in America. Pro- probably so. <laughs> There's lots generally full. Uh, let's see here. Um, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Can we have a 12 Days of Chuckmas where you have the top 12 goofy sound bites of the year, maybe next year? How do you limit it to 12? That's what Jeff said, right? I can't remember which ones were this year and which ones were previous years. We all I mean, clearly, I couldn't even remember when we started tearing down the, uh, <laughs> the cell phone zone. That was I mean, close, though. They, okay. all, kind of, they so, all kind of run together, don't uh, they? Uh, this, I like the once a month fired up passionate JL. Okay. I I know I'm 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 an old fuddy duddy. Okay, I get it. I get it. Um, there's a couple different things. First off, if there had been a racial term used by that coach, he's done, right? Yes. Okay, he's done. Yes, he is done. Calling other student athletes pieces of blank is that so much? Better? Is it better? Because he's, it's he's not racist. So it's, yes, I'm telling you, both are terrible. It's They're it's, both it's bad. extremely derogatory. No question. Both are terrible. Yes. What he called those student athletes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that is so incredibly wrong. If you want to, if you want to call them terrible players or whatever way you hey, do it, it's, it's in nice a, to finally beat those guys or what something. I mean, you could call them losers. Yeah. Call them. I'm just whatever. Yeah. But to use that term yeah. and to act like he should face no punishment, mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion, North Carolina State absolutely has to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I called Coach to apologize. I'm sorry, dude, but there are some things you can't apologize for. Yeah, You absolutely cannot. Mm-hmm. And I will also say this, okay? I'm probably more of an old school soul, right? Would you agree with that? Sure, Okay. yeah. yeah. How many times in the history of ever have we heard coaches, especially old school coaches, say, yeah, that's between me and my players? Okay. Well, it used to be all the time you'd hear okay. that. Okay. Whether it was, you know, what, you know, a kid messed up. And so, what would you say to this kid? Or would you tell your team after the game? Or, you know, what's this punishment for this kid for not going to class? Whatever. That's between me and my team. That's between me and my team. And to me, there's something about a relationship with coaches and players 
that are in that locker room, okay? It's it's their foxhole, so to speak. And I, for one, don't love that we now are allowed in there. And I'm sure there are a lot of fans that love those speeches. But I feel like that's a sacred thing between coaches and players. And we really shouldn't be allowed in there. And that that's their world and until like they've earned the right to be in that world and we haven't. And so like I don't think coaches should be presenting these things to the world. I think that should be them and their team celebrating together and when you all of a sudden want to put that out there to everyone else, then I then I start thinking it's an act. It's a show. Okay? I'm putting on a show. Instead of it really truly being about me and my guys. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one thing when they're like presenting the game ball after the NFL games or something like that because that's become pretty common and, and the coach knows clearly that the that the camera's there or they're giving the team the the Monday off or something along those lines. It's it's the ones where it's it's extremely personal where you see that the message is really to the players and somebody's you know pulled out their cell phone or they've got a camera you know, in the back of the room, and then the, you you realize, oh, we're we're really inside the inner circle here. Because I'll tell you, Coach Kingsbury was was one that would say, I don't know if he used the term that's between me and my players, or if he'd say, um, he wouldn't say that's none of your business. He, he was too polite for that. But he 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 wouldn't necessarily take you inside the circle like that. He's more old school yeah. than coaches today. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, I just there, to me that that's something sacred with the coaches and players. I don't think it should be. I don't think it should be broadcast. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, Shelley says this East Loop and Slide Stand still. So if you're uh, out and about and trying to get somewhere, uh, keep that uh, keep that in mind. Um, uh, let's see here. <sighs> I don't know enough about that. Everything Jamie just said, spot on. Chuck, there really no is no reason for additional comment. Just say I'm in. Okay, Jamie, I'm in. <laughs> I'm not a preacher. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, you, I think you you could be you would not be the the fiery sermon guy, but you'd be the common sense every every Sunday kind of guy that you know just steady Eddie. But sound I'd... sound good advice. I would be really good at don't do what I do, okay? Be better than I am. No, that, no. I would be really good at learn from my mistakes. Mm. That's what I would be good at. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'm just supposed to say I'm in. <laughs> I'm just supposed to say I'm in. Let's see here. What else from the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line? Uh, finally, an acceptable Christmas song. Ha ha, DMX. That's a good one. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah. Let's see here. Thank you. If you want to be a locker room, be in the locker room, be a coach or player. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all Michigan has to say is we'll take the Kansas punishment. Okay. Uh, Racer 26. Man, this is kind of ironic. Avoid eastbound traffic on the south loop wreck between Indiana and Quaker. Traffic was stacked up almost to slide. That was uh, from 20 minutes ago, so it's probably even worse now. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.